people of Mackerfeld, we come as believers in Jesus Christ to share this message with you today that God save sinners. And He saves not just any sinners, but sinners who look to His Son by faith in Him and in Him alone. Dear friends, we pray that many of you passing by here, going about your day, may come to know a saving relationship with Jesus Christ, that you may flee from your sin, that you may know joy and peace in the presence of the Lamb of God for all eternity. We're going to read from Holy Scripture, from Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 to 10. Paul writes to the Ephesians, And you hath he quickened, who are dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in time past ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all have our conversation in times past, in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh, and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy, for His great love, wherewith He loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace ye are saved, and hath raised us together, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come He might show the exceeding riches of His grace in His kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Amen. And may God bless His holy and infallible Word. Our God saves sinners who looks to Him. These first few verses speak about those who have been converted. They have been changed. They have been given new life by the Spirit of Almighty God. And it speaks in these first few verses of those who were once slaves to sin. Those who were helpless sinners. Those, it says, dead in trespasses and sins. But those in Jesus Christ are no longer slaves to sin. They have been set free from that power of sin and death. In verse 2 it says this, Wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. And unless and until, dear friends, you've come to Jesus Christ by personal faith in Him and in Him alone, you still walk according to the prince of the power of the air. You still walk according to the course of this world. You love this world. This world is your home. This world is where your heaven is. And that is the problem, dear friends. 
This world is your home. For the Christian, this world is not our home. Our home is the world to come, the new heavens and the new earth. For this world, the flesh and the devil deceive. They are fallen. They are facing the consequences of Adam and his sin and all the misery that sin brings. And we see examples of it all around us. Every single one of us see the effects of the fall of Adam and the sin and the death and the suffering that is all around us. And dear friends, that comes in through the sin of man. It comes in through our rebellion. It comes in through our suppression of the light that lighteth every man that cometh into the world. That is Jesus Christ. But it speaks of these people who now have been saved by faith and by faith alone in Jesus Christ. At one point in the past, as we all here standing have, walk according to the prince of the power of the air, that is the devil himself. And you may say here today, that is ridiculous. I do not follow the devil, I do what I want. I do not follow anyone. But dear friends, that is the devil's message. Do what you want. That is the entirety of the devil's message. Rebellion against God, a supposed freedom from his rule, his reign, and his influence. But dear friends, whether you go to heaven or whether, wherever you will be, you cannot escape the judgment and the justice of God. All of us will die one day. All of us will stand before God. And we will either stand naked in our own unrighteousness or we will stand clothed in the righteousness of Christ. All of us are sinners, myself included. All of us deserve the wrath of God because we have fallen in sin. We've been born into this sin. We have followed in the very sin which our first parents went in. It says, and the spirit that worketh in the children of disobedience. And dear friends, if, there's, if you reject this message of that Jesus Christ is the only way, then you continue to walk in the spirit of disobedience, rejecting the true and only God, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the only Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, if you continue in this spirit. It says in verse 3, Among whom also we all had our conversation in time past, in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. Dear friends, we come not as people any better than you, we're not, but as people who have received a gracious and wonderful and precious gift from Almighty God, the gift of salvation. And we are all born in sin. We all have the same problem to deal with, our sin before a holy and righteous God. And we are all by nature, by nature, the children of wrath, all by nature incur the wrath of God. Our God is a consuming fire toward all those 
who will dare come before him in their own works, who will dare approach into the inner courts of heaven with their own righteousness. Dear friends, you need a sin bearer. You need a substitute. Someone who took your sin. Someone who obeyed the law perfectly in your place. And that is the Lord Jesus Christ. But what is described here, dear friends, are not people who of their own will found God. You find here, dear friends, sinners who are helpless. Sinners who are slaves of their sin. And they will be that way until they are set free by the Spirit of Almighty God. But God, in verse 5 and verse 4, mercifully, wonderfully, joyfully, who is rich in mercy for His great love, wherewith He loved us. We would all deserve to go to hell, to face the wrath of God, but God in His mercy, who is rich in this mercy, who is rich in this love, sent Jesus Christ to die in the place of sinners, in the place of helpless sinners. God showed mercy. He pitied. He pitied me. And dear friends, I pray this day that He will pity you. If you do not know Him, that He will give you eyes to see and ears to hear, that He will remove that heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh that you will see the ugliness of sin and also the beauty of Christ that you would flee from the wrath to come and flee to the mercy and the joy in the presence of the Lord. The Lord shows mercy. He shows His great love. He shows his kindness, His loving kindness, but only, dear friends, through Jesus Christ. Our God is perfectly just. Our God is perfectly holy. Holy, holy, holy is our God. And He cannot set aside His holiness. He cannot set aside His justice. He cannot set aside or deny who He is. So dear friends, we have a problem, don't we? It is only those who God has taken pity upon, whom Jesus has died for, whom Jesus lived for. It's not, dear friends, just that Jesus died in the place of sinners. He also lived in the place of all those who would ever believe in Him. They, the just shall live by faith. And dear friends, the, the Scriptures call those who are in Jesus Christ just, declared righteous. And not because of any of our own righteousness. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All of us, by looking to Jesus Christ, by looking with the eye of faith to Him and to Him alone, can be clothed with the perfect righteousness of Christ. And so God can look upon you, dear friends, by faith in Jesus Christ and declare you to be just, holy, righteous, but only in Jesus, not in your own works. Not in your own works. 
and only those whom God has taken pity upon. Because otherwise, we will all continue in that same spirit that we read about earlier, that now worketh in the children of disobedience, that all are by nature the children of wrath. But dear friends, we come not just to point out sin. We all have sinned. I have sinned. You have sinned. All of us have broken the law of God. None of us have loved God as much as we ought to have. In fact, we have hated Him. None of us have loved our neighbor as ourselves. The second table of the law. So our conscience condemns us. But there's also blessing. There's blessing in this text. It says in verse 6, "...and have raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus." There are riches beyond the riches of this world. There are the riches of the kingdom of God, the riches of the kingdom of heaven, shared with all those who will come to Jesus Christ, receive forgiveness in Jesus Christ, be washed clean in Jesus Christ, be clothed in Jesus Christ, be forgiven in Jesus Christ. And by virtue of that righteousness which comes from Jesus Christ, be adopted one of His children, one of His dear sons, brought in as an heir of the kingdom of God by faith in Jesus Christ. This is what this text speaks about. His grace in His kindness toward us. But again, only through Jesus Christ. There is no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. And that is the name of Jesus Christ. Your own name will condemn you. My own name would condemn me. But the holiness, the reputation, the righteous standing of the name of Jesus Christ, that perfect keeping of the law, saves all who will find refuge in Him. And this is what we're speaking about here, dear friends. There is a wrath to come. There is a day of judgment coming. But, dear friends, there is refuge. There is a place to find safety. There is a place to find refuge. And that is in our high tower, the Lord Jesus Christ. But it also speaks, dear friends, you may be here and say, I'm a Christian. You may, from time to time, even go to church. You may, even at times, perhaps you read the Bible from time to time. But has the grace of God changed you? Made you a new creature in Christ Jesus? So that you will no longer trust in your own works. That you will no longer trust in your own performance before God. But trust in Jesus' finished work. His life. His death, His burial, and His resurrection from the dead. And that He ever lives to intercede for all those who will look to Him and to Him alone. But it is by grace that we have been saved through faith. And not of yourselves, it is a gift of God. And if you've been changed, dear friends, if you're a changed sinner... It is going from trusting your own righteousness, your own works, your own supposed goodness, to looking to the perfect goodness 
righteousness, holiness of Jesus Christ. It's not of works. It's not of your works, but of the work of Almighty God. Not of works lest any man should boast. There's no boasting in the Christian message, but there's boasting only in one, and that is in Jesus Christ, in what He has done, in what He endured, in what He did, coming in to this sin-cursed world, taking upon Himself the form of a servant, and suffering and dying in this world and bearing the wrath of Almighty God in place that you may be saved. This gift of God can be yours today if you will see the heinousness of your sin, if you will see the, the beauty of Christ and if you will trust in Him and in Him alone. It is not a works lest any man should boast. Nothing in my hands I bring. Simply to the cross I cling. That is all a Christian has to boast of. And that is in Jesus Christ and in Him alone. But if you are a Christian, you will have been changed. None of us are perfect. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But if you have repented of your sins, if you have trusted in Jesus Christ, there will be a change in you. There will be good fruits in your life. Many people across this province claim to be Christians. And for six days of the week, they live like the world. They act like the world. I pray that this does not describe any of you here. I pray that if you are trusting in Jesus Christ, that that grace, it is true grace, that has changed you and is continuing to conform you to the image of Jesus Christ. No, we are not saved by our works. But it is a grace that saves us. Verse 10, for we are His workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Dear friends, we live in a day in which it is more and more common for people to say they follow Christ, but yet there is none of the good works that follow them. Dear friends, look not to what the world will say is Christianity, but look to the true and living Savior as revealed in the Scriptures. He and He alone is the one who can save you. He will, he will refuse no one. If you come to Him today, He will save you. If you flee from your sin, He will save you. If you trust in His Son, Jesus Christ, because it is by faith and by faith alone, not of works, lest anyone should boast. We pray, dear friends, that you are not a slave to sin, that you do not serve yourself, that you do not serve your own kingdom or a, or a tiny kingdom of which you're part of, but serve part of that true kingdom 
of God that you would taste and see that the Lord is good who trusts in him is blessed and dear friends if you're blessed in Christ Jesus having repented of your sins there is eternal blessings not just in this world but also in the world to come this world will offer you many things many things that will disappoint sin temptation the world the flesh and the devil do not want you to come to Jesus Christ the devil is the father of lies and we pray dear friends that you would see and hear not my voice but the voice of the true and living shepherd the great shepherd of our souls and that you would de delight in his voice and be one of his sheep and delight to run to him and to be fed by him and to follow him the remainder of your days it is a glorious thing to know Jesus Christ it is a wonderful thing to know God it is a wonderful thing to be set free from your sins it is a wonderful thing to no longer be a slave of your own sin nature to be a slave to the flesh the world and the devil come seek him while he may be found call upon him while he is near the Lord Jesus Christ the only name by which we may be saved amen